What is up, restaurant world? Welcome to The Tip Share, where we dive deep into the labyrinth of all things restaurant, open up conversations with owners, operators, vendors, and industry experts to explore everything that's happening within the industry and its current climate. Sit back, grab your shift drink, and let's share our tips. All right. Good morning, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining our webinar today. We really want to dive into the cash flow statement and discuss why, if used properly, it can be such a valuable tool for your business. We all become so accustomed to reviewing the balance sheet and that profit and loss statement, but in the grind of focusing on all of the aspects of our restaurant that need our attention, especially in today's climate, right, or over the course of at least the past year, the cash flow statement, can, which is a really valuable tool, really can kind of get lost in the mix. So my name is Brittany Ward. I am joined here today by Mr. Brian McHaig. I run the education and training department, and Brian is our director of client advisory services here at Razzie. You'll see all of our contact information on the screen, and we're also going to provide that again at the end of the webinar. So if you guys have any questions or if after this webinar some questions pop up, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys, um, and we'd love to answer any questions that you guys have. For those of you trying to plan out your day, we're really going to try and keep this webinar to about 30 minutes, um, and then we'll allow some Q&A time at the end. All right, let's dive on into it and talk about really what the purpose is or what our focus is going to be today. So today, we're really going to discuss the difference between forecasting out profitability versus forecasting out your cash flow. And believe it or not, there's a pretty big difference between those two. So we're really going to focus on that. We'll talk about the importance of reviewing and keeping an eye on your balance sheet and how that has an impact on the cash flow statement and the ability to really utilize the cash flow statement to its utmost capacity. And then we're going to break down how to read the cash flow statement and really talk about those key impact accounts. So with that, that's actually a perfect segue into one of our favorite parts of these, which is the first poll question. Yeah, let's do it. And Britt, you know, it's one of my favorite parts because it's a way for everyone to, uh, to interact in this meeting today. Um, and I'll ask poll questions. You'll have a chance, it'll pop up on your screen. You'll have a chance to answer them. And then I'll share the results and we can talk about those a little bit too. Um, like Britt said, I also want to mention um, that there's a Q&A section of the webinar too. Please don't hesitate. If you have questions, um, get them out throughout the presentation. Like Britt said, we'll, we'll have some time at the end to share, um, to sh uh, answer those questions. And we'll also, uh, if there's some that we aren't able to get to because of time, we'll email you directly. So we'll make sure to get some, uh, some uh, answers to those questions you get in. But that being said, let's get into that first poll question. It's a pretty basic question. Um, how confident do you feel understanding and forecasting your restaurant's cash flow? You may say very confident. You may say somewhat confident. Or you may say not confident at all. That's why I'm here. So let me get this up on your screen right now. It should be there. I'm going to try to give everybody about 30 seconds to get your answers in. Uh, Brittany, any guesses as to, I mean, this is really getting a feel for the room, right? Yeah, getting a feel for the room, seeing how honest this group of folks are. I mean, I always <laughs> think back to my days in the restaurant, right? And I know before I came to Razzie, I would have been in the not confident at all. That's why I'm here. So I'm, I'm curious to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a learning curve for all of us. Um, okay, it looks like most everybody has gotten a chance to uh, to answer. Uh, so I'm going to share those results now. They should be up on your screen. Uh, Brittany, you were right. Uh, majority of people um, are not very confident, um, and that's probably why you're here. Um, and, and a good amount are somewhat confident or not confident at all. That's why I'm here. Um, so, so a lot of people, it sounds like we're, we're very honest and, and you came to the right place. Um, it, as I put this poll question up, Brittany, I was thinking it would have been interesting for us to say, Hey, before the pandemic, how confident were you? And after the pandemic, cause I know a lot of restaurants had to pay, lean in a little bit more to that cash flow statement than maybe they did before. Um, so that's a good point, Brian. I'll remember that for the next, for the next cash flow <laughs> webinar we do. We're still getting used to the pre and post pandemic part, Absolutely right? Absolutely right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So moving on, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit now about flattening uh, curves. Uh, we heard a lot about flattening curves with the pandemic, but I'm gonna talk about a little bit of a different flattening of the curve today. Uh, your bank account balance. So let me give you your bearings on this graph we're looking at right now. Um, the horizontal axis is showing you. Uh, a business year, quarter one through quarter four. Um, and the vertical graph is showing you uh, your cash flow. Is it is it positive or is it negative? Um, and the reason this is so interesting for us to look at, specifically for restaurant, the restaurant industry, um, is restaurants are in a uniquely difficult situation when compared to other business segments. Um, throughout the year, there are so many cash flow impacting events that make managing a bank account. Actually, let me rephrase that. Make that keeping your bank account in the positive a lot more challenging. Um, everything from, you know, natural sales affecting events to purchasing those yearly business licenses to um, gift cards being redeemed and gift cards being sold, politics, the economy. Um, we all learned about how a pandemic, a global pandemic, can uh, can have a big impact. Um, all these things are are, are challenges for restaurant, um, whoever is managing the bank accounts at restaurants, um, to keep track of. And you know, again, as we've learned during the pandemic, with those government restrictions, it can even test the most profitable, the most successful restaurants. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about being strategic with that cash impacting events, which you have the most control over. And the idea is to help flatten the curve and not have the up and down EKG chart of your cash flow throughout the year and really and really try to flatten that curve and, and make it a little more predictable. Um, so, so that's our goal today. We're really trying to allow you to mitigate the impact of those unexpected uh, cash impacting events. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about forecasting and budgeting now. Um, I, I'm chuckling because if you've ever attended one of my webinars before, uh, you know there are two practices or activities which I'm always going to try to sneak in there. And today's not going to be any different. It's budgeting and it's a break-even analysis. So right now we're, we're about to jump into forecasting and budgeting specifically. But really, before we start any budget or forecast, I want to make sure you know your break-even points when it comes to sales specifically. These may be significantly different now than they were two years ago. 
So remember, a break-even is a way to factor in all your variable and fixed costs, and it spits out what you need to do in sales to exactly break even, to make $0 in profit. That may not be the goal, but my belief is it's still a really important number to know when you're diving into budgeting, when you're diving into forecasting. Um, it's important to understand there are two different kinds of break-evens a restaurant should be looking at. One is a cash flow break-even, and it not only factors in your restaurant's profitability from your P&L, but it also factors in paying off debt, getting government assistance from, from the PPP loan being forgiven, or maybe it's a tax credit. Um, anything that really does not show up on your P&L, but needs to be factored in for your bank balance, so you know you're keeping your bank balance uh, in the positive, that's what I want you to consider when you're doing a cash flow break even. The second kind of break even comes more from an operational standpoint, not thinking of debt, not thinking of government assistance. Can my restaurant operationally stand on its own two feet? What would I need to do in sales for my restaurant to be profitable, not factoring in any of the debt? Those are going to be two different numbers, likely, and I need you to know both of them when you're starting to dive into forecasting and budgeting. So, so takeaway, it's an important activity to do uh, for any restaurant and helps you with budgets, goals, operational directives. And Britt, this is going to lead us right into forecasting and budgeting, right? Yeah, exactly, Brian. So with a budget, a budget really allows you to set goals for your team, right? It allows you to plan out your expectations for your costs and your revenue, despite small adjustments that might happen within a period. You can then track it and you can see, you know, week versus week or period versus period, how you're doing in comparison to whatever goals that you set. So it's hard to think about right now, but the thing I, when it's 70, or I think it's like 80 degrees here in colorful Colorado right now. And yeah. yeah, we're on like a heat watch. So it's weird to think about snow. But in Colorado, I always take it back to that because in October, it might snow and March, it might snow. And if it snows and you don't hit that target, right, for a specific week, like you had set for your budget because you thought it'd be sunny and beautiful, that's where you would use a forecast, right? A forecast is going to make sure that you are properly ordering, that you're properly staffing based on what those actual sales are. But it wouldn't actually change your budget for the year. You would still aim to hit that budget goal. Um, so forecasting is giving you the ability to make adjustments in real time and allows you to hit those budget goals. And I actually, I was just thinking about this today is early in my career, I remember somebody telling me, right, that the way that you impact the P&L is the day to day. So the budget is how you see it, right? It's how you're able to see what you need to do. It's able, you know, you're able to compare your costs um, against what your goals are. The forecast is actually that tool that you can use in order to hit that. Um, and we actually do have a webinar available for those of you who maybe didn't attend it. It is an education and training on the site um, that we did on budgeting. If you're not a Razzie client, we can absolutely send that to you. Just use that contact information, shoot over an email, and we're happy to send you over that webinar as well. I also want to remind you, um, for those of you who are Razzie clients, that depending on your service level, your client advisor is just a phone call away, and they're here to help you conduct that break-even analysis. They're here to help you build out a strategic budget for your business, um, and we'll work with you on that. So don't forget and make sure you're utilizing those service levels if you're on it.
All right, that's going to jump us on over to that balance sheet. So the balance sheet, as we all know, is one of the most important financial statements and really shows the true net worth of a business. So if the balance sheet isn't accurate, chances are that your P&L and definitely your cash flow statement are inaccurate as well. And more times than not, unfortunately, the result is not really going to be in your favor. It's going to be expenses that are missing. Those inaccuracies could lead to cash flow problems um, and the inability to really view that on the cash flow statement. So consistently verifying those balances is really key to and key key and critical to um, success of your business. So let's go ahead and talk about assets. So when you're looking at assets, you want to make sure that your house bank balance, right, that that reflects the true balance of cash within your restaurant. If not monitored, house bank, and we see this a lot, can be a catch-all for just random transactions. This is a really good one to make sure that you're keeping um, your operators honest, that we're preventing theft, and that we're aware of what cash is, you know, sitting in your safe. <clears throat> When we're looking at house accounts and accounts receivables, this is a really good time for you guys to just go in, collect those balances, right? Increase that cash flow, or make sure that you understand what's left and outstanding in those balances. When we look at liabilities, that's where credit card tips payable. Now, I know a lot of restaurants over the course of the last year moved to credit card tips when we didn't have cash in hand, right? So this account, as long as you're doing a weekly payroll, should never hold a balance, right? So keeping an eye on this will save you, first of all, audit nightmares. Um, second of all, it's gonna it's, it's hard to find, right? It's like finding a needle in a haystack once this account gets out of balance. So really keep an eye on it. Make sure you're looking at this weekly. Gift certificates, and you guys are going to hear us talk a lot about gift certificates, and it's because it's something that really has a high impact on your cash flow, um, but it's also something you want to be able to manage, and it's kind of unique for restaurants. Um, this one, obviously, is money that you're bringing in. It's money that you've already received, but when the product goes out, there's not going to be any cash coming in. So we'll talk about how to manage that a little bit more um, a little later in the webinar. Another one is credit cards. So for those of you using credit cards, you really want to match it against your latest credit card statement. Make sure that those balances match. If you find a negative balance in your credit card on your balance sheet, that means that there's expenses that are missing that haven't been reflected on that P&L statement. So great thing to keep an eye on. Another great tactic for increasing cash flow will be reviewing your current inventory levels. So managing inventory is really that balance between ensuring, of course, right, that you have what you need to take care of your guests and your team and not inflating inventory on your shelves so it has a negative impact on your cash flow. And Brian, I actually know that this is one that you're pretty passionate about, right? Yeah, I've been known to uh, to speak up a little bit about that because I really I know how important it is to keep, especially for those mom and pop restaurants um, who are having to keep a day-to-day -day eye on their cash balance. Um, and I go into the restaurant, a lot of times I go right to the bar top. Um, we'll talk about that on another on another webinar. But, uh, <laughs> but I look at that a lot of times in restaurants, you have that beautiful um, selection of alcohol and bottles, but there's always those bottles that are, you know, gathering the dust. And I talk about this from my own restaurant experience too. Man, I'll tell you, Harvey Wallbangers are not a thing anymore. And the Galliano is always one that gathered dust for me. And one of those, one of those liquor orders, somebody's going to accidentally order an extra bottle. So now you have two potentially dusty bottles that, that really speak to that's cash on your shelf instead of cash in your bank. 
and and is that is that product moving? Is it is it worth it? And maybe you maybe that's a signature drink for you. Maybe I'm being a little hard on Harvey Wallbangers, but uh, but there's always that bottle that just you need to be real thoughtful about what you have in your selection. I'm not saying you have to have a really overly trimmed down selection, but especially you have to think of that as cash. Is that cash working for you um, on the shelf gathering dust or is it working better for you uh, in, in your bank account? And I know what my beliefs are uh, about that, but that's always one of the first ones I look at. So that's my Harvey Wallbanger uh, uh, sidebar, right? Yeah, I don't think they're super popular with that millennial crowd. I think that's pretty safe to say. <laughs> and I can definitely vouch, guys, if Brian ever visits your restaurant, he'll go straight for the bar first. So. Oh, um, he's not lying about that. <laughs> so one thing I do want to talk about, though, is while Brian makes a really excellent point for those of you doing inventory, even those of you who aren't doing an inventory, who have never taken a, an inventory, this still impacts you, right? You should still be utilizing a declining budget week over week and adjusting based off of those actual sales or anticipated sales so that you're not over-purchasing. So even if you're not conducting an inventory, you still want to have an eye on the products on your shelves. For those of you who are on Razzie, this is where having a budget is critical if you're not doing an inventory because then you can utilize that budget widget as that weekly declining budget. All right, we want to talk about two different ways that Razzie can help you audit and monitor your balance sheet activity. But that being said, regardless of whether or not you're a Razzie client, these are things that you should be reviewing every single period in order to make sure that you're monitoring that cash flow. So the first one is a financial statement review. And when we do this, what we do is we go through every single line on the balance sheet to confirm the balance. Conducting these allows us to isolate and clean up inconsistency. And most importantly, allows you as the operator to really understand what's living in each and every balance sheet account so that you understand where those current balances lie, what's owed to you, and what you, of course, owe. The second one is the period and financial close. So this one focuses on the five steps to properly closing out your period. It's running your business, it's grading your performance, connect, conducting that financial review, focusing on theft prevention and accuracy, um, and of course, why we're all here today, reviewing that cash flow statement, right? So by conducting a full period and financial close, it really keeps eyes on your financial statements, helps in ensuring accuracy period over period. And for those of you who are Razzie clients, depending on your service level, your squad will actually put together one of these every single period for you and send over suggested adjustments. For those of you not on those service levels or for those of you um, not with Razzie, these are things that you can absolutely conduct yourself um, and absolutely should in order to make sure your balances are right. Once you do these and you confirm that your balance sheet is accurate, that's when you can trust that the net profit on your P&L is accurate. Now, when it comes to P&L and your profit, and we're talking about cash flow, I always want to make sure we're kind of careful with that, right? Because profit doesn't necessarily mean cash. Uh, right, Brian? Uh, to say the least, well said, Britt. So um, I actually, believe it or not, get this question all the time. Um, and later in the presentation, you know, we're going to go through the cash flow statement line by line, but the big concept I want everybody to kind of lean in for right now um, is that the PL is only a small part of what has an impact on your cash flow. We mentioned some of the things already today, um, but really any changes to your balance sheet, whether it's an asset, whether it's a liability, it's also going to have an impact on your cash flow. 
Um, the most clear example, at least when I was trying to learn about this, the most clear example of me was, you know, if I'm paying off a hundred thousand dollar loan, that that payment doesn't necessarily show up on my balance sheet. I'm paying down a liability. So it's reducing that liability on my balance sheet. And this has a negative impact on my cash balance, right? I'm taking cash and I'm paying off that loan. Even though it has a negative impact on my cash balance, that's not a negative activity. That's a real healthy business activity, um, paying off debt. But it, but it, it's a question I get a lot is to, hey, I looked at the bottom of my P&L. I'm profitable by X dollars, but my bank account balance is still going down. Okay, let's take a look at your cash flow statement. Let's dig in a little deeper, but that's not necessarily a negative or positive thing. Let's dig in, or it is, but let's dig in and find out whether it is. You can't, you can't guess. Um, so the other thing is while we're talking about profit from your P&L, um, I want to make sure, and this is going to be a good time to make sure that all Razzie clients are taking advantage of our purchasing program, which it feels like every month we're adding a new partnership, whether it's disposables or food. Um, it's almost like being a, on the VIP list of the AAA membership, right? Yeah, it is. So to Brian's point, Razzie is always looking for ways to decrease our clients' expenses and increase their profit. So if you are a Razzie client and you haven't already signed up for a free, and I'm going to say it again, free rebate purchasing program that Razzie offers, I would really encourage you guys to reach out right after this. You can reach out to your client advisor um, in order to get set up. In addition to food rebates, to Brian's point, which we just added a disposables program, which of course, during especially you know this day and age, helps with some of those large expenses and to-go boxes and those disposables. Um, which have become such an increased cost. Signing up doesn't cost you anything. It's just results in a reduction of Razzie fees for whatever um, whatever you make off of the, the rebates. We always view our relationships with our clients as partnerships, and we want to invest back in your business. And this is one of the ways that we do that. So if you haven't, get signed up um, as soon as we're done with this call. Um, Brian, I am really interested in the results of the very next poll question. Okay, here we go again. The next poll question should be up on your screen now. And the question is, how often are you looking at your cash flow statement? And your options are weekly, each period close, year end, or, uh, or never. I'm going to give everybody about 30 seconds to, uh, to get a chance to, to chime in here. This is spread out pretty. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna close it out in just a second here, but this is surprising to me already. Um, how evenly spread out it is. Britt, do you have any guesses? Mm, you know, I was I kind of had one until you said that I was gonna lean towards more the year ender than never, but I'm hoping that you're gonna say each period close. Okay, I'm going to end the polling. It looks like everybody's gotten their answers in and I'm going to share the results. Uh, you're right. And kudos to, uh, to everybody on this call today that each period close is probably what we recommend. Now, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. There's a lot of restaurants who can't afford to wait and look at it every period. They're needing to look at their bank balance every day right now and, and potentially look at their cash flow statement every week to see, okay, 
what's what's had a positive and negative impact on my cash flow for the last week. Um, so so I don't blame you. It's not wrong to look at it weekly. Our normal recommendation would probably be uh, each period close. Uh, some people said year end, and some people said never. Um, and, and that's probably a common answer too. Hopefully you're, you're seeing what the importance is. And I think after we go through the cash flow statement a little bit line by line here in a second, um, you may change your mind on that. But, but frankly, there are some restaurants who just don't need to dive into their cash flow statement that, that frequently, and, and they only look at it at the end of the year. Um, so, so interesting to see, uh, to see those results. Yeah, I agree. All right. Perfect. Well, Brian is about to dive in that line by line with you guys. But before we do that, we really want to talk about some common misconceptions. So whenever we teach the cash flow statement, we always kind of hear the same about five things. So we just wanted to cover some of those misconceptions with you guys today. So the first one that we hear is that the cash flow statement should reflect your bank balance. And Brian already talked about this a little bit. The cash flow statement really takes into consideration all of the activity from your balance sheet in one hand, all of your activity from the P&L on the other, and combines it into one. Our CEO likes to always say it's just the balance sheet and the, the P&L had a baby, it'd be that cash flow statement, right? Um, so if everything cleared, right? So if you had all transactions, all deposits, all outstanding checks, payroll checks, all of those things cleared your bank in one single day, that's the only way it would reflect that cash balance. So just always keep that in mind when you're looking at it. There might be outstanding things that are going to impact your cash flow that might not have already cleared the bank. All right. So another one is, well, a reduction of cash flow, right, on the cash flow statement, it doesn't it does mean a reduction in cash, right? It, it always is that. And Brian already touched on that. It's not always a bad thing. So always keep that into consideration. If you're paying down a credit card, if you're paying down a loan, you're increasing the net worth of your business. So if you can afford it and that's activity that you can sustain, that's a good thing for your business. All right, the cash flow statement is a com combination of your P&L and your balance sheet. So just because you show a profit on the P&L, it doesn't necessarily mean that your cash flow is strong. There could be liabilities on the balance sheet that are reducing that cash flow. And I think we covered this one pretty well, but the cash flow is the best way to truly view your cash position and financial health, right? So looking at that is so important. And then Brian's going to walk you guys through in just a minute so you can see the value. But one of the things we get asked a lot is, do I really need to look at it if I'm a small business owner? And my, my, my belief on this is absolutely. I think that it's important, no matter the size of your business, to have eyes on that cash flow statement. Brian, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no doubt. You could have guessed my answer there, probably. Yeah. But let's let's get to it. Let's go through the cash flow statement. Um, and really, at the top of the cash flow statement, it should always start with the bank account balance, and then lead right into the profitability from your PL. So I want you guys to get your bearings here a little bit. Notice there's uh, there's three columns: current period, year to date, and last year or prior year information. I actually love seeing prior year information on a cash flow statement because it really answers the question, what is different about my bank account balance or what's having an impact on my bank account balance this year compared to last? Um, and it really can be eye-opening, especially in such drastically different years as the last few years, right? 
Okay. And what you're looking at here, um, so it starts with the bank account, account balance. And then the next number here just comes straight from your P&L. This is your profit from your P&L. And in this case, it, for the period, it had a, prof, uh, a positive impact on your cash flow, which means you were profitable. Congratulations. Um, and for the year as well, positive number means positive impact on your cash flow. But like we've said throughout the whole presentation, the PL isn't the only thing that impacts your cash. Your profitability isn't the only thing that impacts your cash. So now we're going to dive into balance sheet activity. Okay, so when we move to assets, the big hitter here is for restaurants, especially, is going to be your inventory. So remember, on a cash flow statement, this does not represent your actual inventory balance but it's the change in your inventory balance over whatever date range you're looking at. So in this case, it's for the period. For this example, the restaurant actually reduced their inventory by $3,000, which had a positive impact on their bank balance. So we spoke earlier about the importance of keeping those inventory levels low. Think of Brian's Harvey wall bangers, right? Um, but this, this restaurant, um, it had a positive impact on their cash flow because they reduced their inventory counts during this period. If we look at for the year, they've actually gone the other direction. And, and who knows, this is just an example restaurant, but maybe it's somewhere where they, they reduce their inventory greatly during, during the year because of the government restrictions going on, and then they built their inventory back up. That's what I would guess without being in those four walls, right? Okay, so when we dive into liabilities, again, this is changes in the liability accounts on your balance sheet. Um, so I actually wanna start, again, let's get restaurant specific gift certificates. We've talked a lot about this today, um, but I'm going to say it again. On balance sheet, this number would represent how much is left for your customers to redeem. If all your, if all your gift cards you ever sold were redeemed all at once, this is the amount they would need to redeem. That's what it is on your balance sheet. Right now, we're looking at a cash flow statement. So what this is telling me is that it's just a change in that balance sheet account. So for this example, you know, 164 more, $164 more was sold than redeemed for this time period. Positive impact on your cash flow. Sales tax is going to work the same exact way. And, and that's a tough one for restaurants too, right? You collect sales tax from your customer every day. Your bank account balance goes up as you're collecting that sales tax, but you know that's not your money. That's money you're collecting. You have to pay um, probably mid-month. Um, so you may see a bit of a, of a spike in cash flow as you collect it and when you get towards the payment day. And then when the payment day comes, um, you have to pay and that has negative impact on your cash flow. Think of credit cards working exactly the same way, but to what we've been talking about this whole presentation, um, it's not a bad activity. Credit cards are just another form of debt, right? And, and when you buy things with credit cards, that's good for your cash because you aren't using your cash. It's something you're going to pay at a later date. But then when you pay it at a later date, there's a negative impact on your cash. Important to understand what we're looking at when we look at the cash flow statement. And again, I, want, I, want, I would suggest comparing year to date 
to last year to date. So you can see, you know, higher level what's having impacts on my on my bank balance this year compared to last year. This will help you predict cash flow impacting events a little better. And, and let's actually get back to that um, that uh, graph we had up early in the presentation. So you may remember um, this is all the all the real kind of higher level cash affecting events that may impact a restaurant throughout the year. Now, a good finance manager is going to be strategic about the cash impacting events they have the most control over. So things I'm thinking of when I say that is, you know, when am I paying off my loan? When am I going to dip into my line of credit? When will that tax credit hit? Do I have any control over that? When should I invest more in my business? When should I buy more of those capital expenditures um, that may hit my balance sheet and not necessarily my P&L, but either way have an impact on my, on my bank balance, either way have an impact on my actual cash. If you can be strategic about that, the idea is you're able to flatten the curve in that EKG chart of your bank account balance. So the more you can predict, okay, this is this is we're, this is coming up. This is going to have a negative impact on my cash flow, um, and I don't want to get close to zero. So maybe this is when I dip into my debt. Or hey, at my old restaurant, it's always patio season, right? Patio season is going to crush us. We do about double the sales patio season than we do the rest of the year. Guess what? That's when I'm going to pay down more of my debt. That's when I'm going to pay it. When I'm going to purchase some of those capital expenditures. Um, and invest more in my in my business. The better you are at this, the more the better you are at planning for the entire year. And maybe you need to look at this quarterly and yearly, a combination of both. The more you're going to flatten the curve. And and the idea here, I mean, guys, this may seem really obvious. But I have to say it because too many restaurants learn this the hard way and are forced to be reactive to the low bank account balances, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're rash and you're really more likely to make poor business decisions and go for, go for the high predatory um, interest rates. Uh, and really, the more you can plan ahead for this, the less you'll have to be reactive. Hopefully that makes sense. All right, Britt, this is not uncommon, but we went a little bit over on time. Uh, I know we have, we have time for at least a couple questions, but like I said, it looks like we aren't gonna be able to get to all the live questions that came in. Um, but if, if you had a question uh, that you wanted to get out, it's not too late, get it in right now, just because we aren't able to answer it live, um, we'll, we'll email you directly with the answer. Okay. So if I'm looking through these, uh, okay, here's one we see a lot, Britt. Uh, should I be thinking of my profitability, including that PPP forgiveness? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. So, so and, and, and we talked about it a little bit during this presentation, but I think it, it's a good question that a lot of people have. This is another one that we get a lot. I, I want you to go back to the two different break-even analyses, analysis, analyses that uh, that we were talking about earlier in the presentation. So I was talking about having a cash flow break-even and a profitability break-even. I want you to factor in any government assistance or any forgiveness you get with the PPP loan, 
when you're thinking of a cash flow break even. But when you're thinking of just can my restaurant stand on its own two feet, operational break-even analysis, operational budget, I kind of want you to do it without factoring in the extra cash from the government assistance because, look, we have an opportunity right now with some of that government assistance, hopefully, that, um, that you're able to you know, test out different labor models, test out how you're executing your, your new found uh, to-go or delivery sales. And, and really try to see, hey, without that impacting my P&L, without that impacting my profitability, um, am I standing on my own two feet? Okay. Let's get to one more question. Great. I'm going to shoot this one your way. This is another one we get a lot. Um, I am a RASI user on CFO service level. That's probably our most common service level. Mm -hmm. um, and you've already helped us build a budget. Does this automatically update our forecast in RASI? So you talked a little bit, right, about the difference between forecasting and budgeting, but I think, I think this bears a little repeating. Yeah, it's a really good question. And first of all, I'm so glad that you're utilizing some of the benefits of that service level. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, when it comes to a forecast and a budget, so that budget is set to be really strategic and focus on the year-long goals that you guys have. Where a forecast, that's where you can really take it and you can focus on the day-to-day, -day, right? So I mean, I know I'm a super competitive person. So for me, if I'm down $5,000 in sales one period, I'm going to try and figure out how I can make that up across the course of the year in order to make sure I'm still hitting my target goal or my budget. So a forecast is the tools that you have in order to adjust in real time, making sure that we're hitting you know, certain metrics, that we're not over-ordering, that we're, we're not overstaffing but your budget isn't really going to change. The only time a budget would change is if you really change the structure of your company. So you start, uh, you stop having in-house dining and you won't go only to a to-go model. That's when we would want to change a budget. The rest of it, we would manage through a forecast. Britt, another question came in that I love so much. I want to make sure we get to. So I'm going to, I'm going to do one more. Um, and I hope everybody is okay with, with a little extra time. But we got a question that said, with bank rec not happening right at the end of the period, how can I trust my cash flow sheet? Mm -hmm. And, and I love this question. So, so yeah. a couple things I want to mention here. The first thing is um, I want you to think a little differently about bank reconciliation. You see big dollar amounts showing up on your bank reconciliation at the end of every period. Um, then you need to ask yourself, why did that happen? Because yeah, it's not just your cash flow statement. You can't really trust your, your weekly profit and loss statement. You can't really trust your balance sheet. If there's a lot of big, uh, there's a lot of big uh, uh, bank reconciliation questions happening. Now, at the, uh, at the, at, by the end of the next period, if you're a Razzie client, you should have that bank rec and it should be part of your period closed process but I really don't want you relying on that bank reconciliation. Um, it, it should be an extra last resort because really you should be able to, to trust your financial um, information every week. That being said, exciting thing coming down the pipeline for Razzie clients, there's a new um, cash management uh, functionality that's kind of going to really greatly reduce uh, bank reconciliations and you're going to be able to um, to be we're going to be connected to your bank and pulling in those transactions as they come. I couldn't be more excited for that. And that'll kind of 
put this question to rest. So, so you won't be able to uh, trust it. I also see some comments coming in about my plant that, uh, yeah, to say it needs water uh, is to say the least. This was a victim of the pandemic and I came back and it, it died. So, uh, so yeah, I need to do something about that plant, but, uh, but thanks for noticing. Hey, Brian, real quick, just for the Razzie um, users on this call too, with the bank account connection, if you haven't replied to that support request, please do that. We really want to try and get yeah. as much as of these connected as soon as possible so that we can establish any banks that we can't connect with and resolve that so we can roll this to you as quick as possible. So just wanted to throw that in there for those of you who are Razzie users. Love it. Okay, we're at the end. Thank, thanks everyone for taking half an hour out of your day today and spending it with us. Uh, you can see some contact information. If you have any questions you think of that you wish you asked, just uh, don't hesitate, get them to me and Brittany. But really appreciate uh, uh, your trust in us and the partnership um, for those Razzie clients. And uh, Brittany, thanks so much for your time today. This was a fun one. This was great. Thank you guys all so much. Thanks for joining us this week on The Tip Share. Make sure to visit our website where you can view more educational content, subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again.